Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, howdy, folks. Welcome back to another Out of Spec podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, joined by Max Patton, and we're here to talk about Porsche. Now, the best-looking EV in the world is getting a facelift, which is kind of confusing to me because I love the Taycan. I think it looks absolutely stunning, one of the best designs out there. But we're here to talk about a facelift that's kind of breaking news. I mean, it's so breaking that I'm coming to you from a children's room in an Airbnb sitting on one of these stools. Um, so it's important enough to talk about, um, at least important to me and Max. So let's jump right in, shall we? I'll have visuals for all those who are watching on YouTube. If you're an audio listener, I will try to describe it for you. So Max, what do you see here and what do you think of this potential facelift i mean it's basically a spy shot so we don't know if this is the final rendition but looks good yeah so spy shot courtesy of ben o'hare with inside evs so this is being tested in germany and yeah it looks good but like you were saying tycon's already a good looking vehicle this doesn't seem to be making too many changes the one that they're testing here is actually using the standard rims the 20 inch uh, sport era ones we're already familiar with uh it's a black paint color so nothing too revealing but the bodywork. but basically it just looks like they're tweaking the bumper uh and the headlights so it's literally a facelift it doesn't seem like a big architectural change like we're expecting for Taycan maybe more towards the second half of this decade yeah and uh I controversially maybe or I don't know it's my opinion I this looks really clean but it uh is a little disappointing I think the normal Taycan we have now is better because I like the way the headlights emanate towards the sides and then droop down. That's very like distinctly Taycan. And in fact, you know, back in the day when I was less into cars, right when the Taycan came out, I was intrigued, but I kept getting them confused with the Panamera. And I was like, oh, that's the design cue that separates it from the Panamera. Now we have a Taycan that's looking a bit more like a Panamera, which is fine. Panamera still looks good. Um, but this is unexpected to me. But then again, I wonder if this is genuinely like, you know, spy shot of a final facelift version, or if they're still making tweaks. 
it's so hard to tell what's camouflaged and what's not. I mean, it, Porsche does like to be very secretive. Now, me and Kyle were in Germany a few weeks ago, or I guess months ago at this point, time flies, and we saw some Macan EVs being tested. It was about 1 a.m. We were at a charging station in the middle of nowhere in Germany, and they looked pretty nervous when we got out with our cell phones. In fact, they were like, you should leave. Um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Macan EV in a bit, but it's... The, the Porsche German engineering team seemed to be pretty elusive. Um, although, again, this is a facelift, not a new vehicle um, like the Macan EV. Granted, the Macan's not new, but the EV component of that is pretty groundbreaking and new. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like this, but I just like Porsche's design language in general. I'm hoping this is not the final form if I had to put it that way. If you want to pull up the uh, current Taycan configurator so we can kind of see, uh, I agree with you. I think the eyelets, the, uh, I like to call it the kind of like eye shadow on the Taycan is a really mm, distinctive yeah. look. Uh, I believe it was carried over from like the Mission E prototype. So like, you know, the middle of last decade. So in reality, this is actually is kind of an old design. So it's about time for a facelift, especially in the Porsche world. But I agree with you. I don't think it's like a design that it's a design that has aged well. It doesn't seem like I don't see a Taycan on the road today and think that's out of date. Uh, and I don't even uh, confuse it with the Panamera too often. Obviously, it's a similar kind of wheelbase. It's four doors. But I think the headlights alone are so distinctive. Uh, and then, of course, there's those aerodynamic treatments and features that let us know it's a Taycan that tell me that it's, um, I think, aged like fine wine. So I agree. I'm kind of like any th change they make, I feel like is almost a downgrade without completely revamping it. So if they're just doing a facelift to have a new model year, fair enough. But um, it is a bit disappointing, especially in those headlights that it seems like they're kind of um, going towards a less bold and distinctive look. Yeah. And it, you know, as I zoom in on the photo, I can kind of see plastic and black stuff kind of hiding. So I think they did this to make it look like a more normal car. Um, so I don't, I think there actually will be an interesting eyeshadow effect just updated minorly because a lot of the Porsche facelifts are minor, still welcomed, but I think this is, as you said, a facelift, not a technology lift. There's still going to be all the same underlying tech, which is fine because Taycan is 800 volt architecture it already was kind of a thing of the future, which is cool. But I kind of, for, again, for our visual listeners, I do have a you know, the, the spy photo. And then in the configurator tried to make the same thing, the same 20 inch sport era wheels, same color. You can kind of see very subtle changes. In fact, it's hard to tell if it even is different. I mean, when I keep looking at it back and forth, it's like the wrapping on the spy photo is just covering up what almost looks like is normal Tycon. It's hard to see much of a change and that's probably intentional. They're, they're trying to hide it. That's how they yeah, do it. Yeah, Porsche being sneaky. But also, like you saying, the foundations of Taycan are so solid. It's not like they know that they don't need to update it for a bit. And that next generation one is uh, not due for another few years from now. So it's kind of like, well, if you're a Volkswagen group or if you're Porsche specifically, what do you do year to year to get people to buy a new Taycan? Uh, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I, I remember uh, I was thinking, you know, um, I was actually having a conversation with Kyle about uh, how I hope the Taycan follows Panamera and depreciating a lot. Because, uh, yeah. you know, it would be sweet if I got to use Taycan in a few years, I was thinking. And Kyle was telling me, well, based off everything he thinks, 
that's not likely because if you think about it, Taikan is such a bleeding edge architecture still. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Panamera, when it came out, it's ice, so it obviously ages quicker. Uh, they made yeah. a lot of changes. Um, it seems like the current model year Taikans are the ones that people have been buying since 2019 uh, have held up pretty well. And it doesn't seem like there's going to be that many functional changes uh, to the lineup really at all, aside from maybe a few models, which we can kind of talk about. Yeah, I can't believe it's been out that long because even just a few months ago driving Taycan, you still get so many looks. Everyone thinks it's such the it's the coolest thing ever, especially if you have one with those kind of Mission E wheels following the you know the prototype design that we saw on the Mission E. I love Porsche's electric kind of direction, and I have some minor gripes about the Taycan. I don't love the software. Even the software has been a bit buggy. I have a few friends who own Taycans, and they've had some issues. You've you know, I drove a Taycan back from Vegas this summer and mm-hmm. had issues where I had to like reboot the entire OS every few hours because it would just freeze up. And it's just mm-hmm. weird, weird stuff. But it's still, you know, that, that's software that can be worked on. You know, I will say the entire Volkswagen group's not known for amazing software. Um, so minor things with the Taycan, the climate control screen I don't like. Some people think it's just too small inside. I love that. Granted, I come from a Miata, so everything's huge. Um, and that, the Taycan feels more at home. I still think my best automotive experience ever was Taycan GTS Sport Turismo. So Taycan is a special place in my heart. Can't wait to see what they do with this facelift. But we also have what another Taycan model rumored to be join the forces, join the ranks pretty soon. Yes, so it looks like we're gonna get a just iteratively, iteratively ever so much spicier Taycan because we already have in the lineup, like you were saying, it goes up to you know GTS, and then you can get the Sport Turismo or the Cross Turismo, and there's also Turbo, which is a controversial name because it doesn't actually have a turbocharger, but it's faster <laughs> than GTS, and then there's Turbo S, which is currently the superlative of the Taycan lineup. So now we're going to get a uh, turbo GT model, uh, which is the new top dog in Taycan speak. So we can expect uh, basically tri-motors, kind of a similar, honestly, architecture to Plaid. It seems like this is going to be Porsche's attempt to uh, take back some of that attention that Tesla kind of stole, you know, with the Plaid being the accelerating, uh, you know, horsepower and torque beast that it is. And they've they've jumped back and forth in the spotlight. You know, the the Taycan and the Plaid have, or just Model S in general, have batted at each other on the Nurburgring, setting new lap times and trying to be the best. So this feels like direct reaction to Plaid. You know, Plaid made headlines with a thousand horsepower tri motor. Of course, they made headlines with the one point nine nine second zero sixty, which is stupid fast. There's and a also, lot of caveats on that one point nine nine. Yeah, yeah, stupid <laughs> fast, and also stupid asterisks tied to that. Um, but still, it pulls like nothing other. And you know, a lot of electric vehicles, the party trick is zero to sixty in X amount of time. The plaid is stupid cool because it keeps going in that relatively same acceleration to like a hundred and fifty allegedly. Um, yeah, so I would love to drive this 1,000-horsepower turbo GT. I will stay away from every curb possible and um, leave traction control on. And <laughs> There's no track mode. Actually, we, do they, they, they don't, the Germans don't call it track mode on the Porsches. Uh, they, I don't, yeah, ring mode? I don't know. They, I know they, there's Nuremberg on the new uh, Volkswagen and Audi high-end uh, stuff, but I don't know about Porsche. Yeah, never green mode. Um, but it's... Yeah, I, I'm excited about this. And the Turbo GT, I mean, yeah, it's funny how many 
Taycan models have turbo in the name. And sure, it's controversial in some way because, yeah, turbo technically means a turbocharger. But also, Porsche has always used turbo in their lineup as a, like, uh, you know, a variant of an existing car. So it wasn't always tied to whether it had a turbo. So I kind of get it. I'm not going to be mad because I love Taycan. So obviously some bias, but we'll see how it stacks up. You know, one of the issues with the Plaid, which we've now addressed, you know, our friend Timon installed some new brakes on Kyle's Plaid and that has helped it. Um, although I don't know if it's fully remedied it. So it, yeah, we'll see. Maybe this one's probably better braked. I mean, the Turbo S Taycan is a fantastically set up car from the factory. Whereas the Plaid felt like it was missing some components to be a proper track car, which is fine because how many people track their Plaid? Not many. But for those who want to, there's some aftermarket solutions. Um, Tesla, of course, is developing their own ceramic brake kit, which actually they've kind of developed it already. And I think Marquez Brownlee may have gotten it on his Plaid already, um, which is interesting. He just posted a random photo with no caption, but everyone's looking into, like reading into that a little bit. But I don't know. Porsche's electric future i think is fairly bright which is ironic because they're kind of sister slash owned by volkswagen whose electric future is looking less bright i'm kind of confusing um, but the 800 volt architecture everything about the Taycan's fantastic but we have some other vehicles supposedly coming in the works like i said we we saw macan ev test mules they seem like very early pre-production prototypes i don't even know what call them prototypes they were like missing body panels and stuff oh, wow. but what do you know about Macan EV and are you excited or intrigued by that uh so Macan EV obviously being the follow-up to the gas crossover uh basically uh there's not much that we know aside from the fact that it's coming very soon it has been delayed a bit but we're gonna get I think a 2024 model year of it uh, so that's going to be really exciting. And I think Macan is a watershed moment for EVs in general. Uh, there you can see kind of a spy shot of it. Um, obviously, it's not going to, you know, be camoed and look like that. It's not going to be that. ugly like that. But can, <laughs> Unless, can I just point and, out? Yeah. Can I just point out this delay over slow software development is ironic because, well, that's Volkswagen's car yard, which is just a, a mess in some ways, in a lot of ways. And so. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'll take this delay over having crappy software at launch because we've seen way too much of that in other companies and also within the Volkswagen umbrella. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping this delay means they're going to have rock solid software or at least close to it. You know, Rivian had some minor issues when it came out, but relatively speaking, it was good. Just missing a few features we wanted and we asked for them and we're getting them. So hopefully we see some of this, but I, are you are you like happy they're doing a Macan EV or did you expect them to do like a whole new ground up vehicle like Taycan? Well, personally, it's hard because I'm not like an SUV or a crossover person, but I know mm. like if we're if we're just honest with ourselves in the mainstream for most people, even people who buy Porsches and, you know, luxury sporty goods, SUVs are the thing right now in America, even in Europe. So I was talking to a friend. She's not a car person, but she was like, yeah, you know, like I think when they release a Macan, she does like Porsches. And she was like, when they release a Macan, that's the one that I hope I'm making enough money to buy. Like that's just generally, I think what most normal people want is they want that lifted crossover uh, hatchback style with more space. So Macan's going to be huge. And then following up, I think the next model year after that, assuming the software is still good, uh, is Cayenne. 
so the bigger, you know, the, the big boy. Uh, and Cayenne, of course, uh, its gas version was, I think, a also a watershed moment for Porsche when that came out, right? Because that kind of yeah. told Porsche execs that, oh, if you make SUVs, uh, that's actually going to become your best-selling vehicle. And then Macan came later and the smaller one. So Macan, I think, makes sense as a just volume product and then follow it up with Cayenne for people who need more space. Uh, I think that's really exciting. It's not exciting to me personally, but if you care about Porsche's survivability as a brand and their place within Volkswagen Group, then I think you should care about uh, these SUVs. Yeah, it makes sense because the you know the, the yeah the Cayenne was kind of groundbreaking at the time because it was like oh like an actual sports SUV, which <clears throat> I think was controversial. There's still some controversy, but at the same time, everyone's doing them. BMW is leaning into the M. SUV, which for better or for worse, um, I personally like Porsche's approach more. And, you know, we'll see what happens with this Taycan Turbo GT. We'll see what kind of spicy electric SUVs they put out. You can only imagine they will um, because there's competition in that space as well. You know, Tesla has the Model X, Model X Plaid. Rivian has the R1S, which is by default pretty quick and capable. Not a track beast of any kind. It's just by default of having four motors and most in the quad motor variant just happens to be quick. So I don't know where they're going with this, but there's obviously some market share for it. And of course, being Porsche, they'll try to capture it because it's performance minded and Porsche is performance minded. Any final thoughts? Yeah. We, close we also out? have <laughs> mentioned Panamera, uh, Panamera oh, earlier in yeah. this conversation. And uh, interestingly enough, this actually took me by surprise when I, you know, read up on it. We've known this for a few weeks now, but Panamera uh, is actually going to keep on living. I thought, you know, Taycan was the new Panamera, right? Four door, mm -hmm. kind of heavier Porsche uh, vehicle that blurs the lines of luxury and sport. Well, there is going to be a basically a fatter Taycan or a bigger one, which will be a Panamera uh, as we know it today, but it's going to be all electric. So both the next gen uh, Taycan and Panamera will share an architecture, but the Panamera will be bigger, more spacious, more luxurious, more akin to uh, something like an EQS. Yeah. From and yeah, you can't forget about the Panamera, even though a lot of people do, because it is impressive. And um, actually, I'm pulling up a video here because I spent some time with Panamera because they've, they've kind of been leaning this direction anyways. Um, I'll just pull this up visually without playing it because I'm not currently signed in. But this PHEV video we did, I basically drove every Porsche plug-in hybrid because that's the direction they're going with Cayenne and Panamera. I drove three different Panameras as well as the Cayenne Turbo SE hybrid. And then I drove the Panamera Turbo SE hybrid, the Panamera 4SE hybrid Sport Turismo. There's a lot of words and syllables. Masters at the seconds and the like <laughs> adding another acronym. I think no other company does it as well as that. Yeah, but they were already going this direction with their Panamera, you know, with the e-hybrid system. <clears throat> They've been making hybrids for over a decade now. I don't know if that many people know that, but the e-hybrid was so impressive. And actually, the most powerful Porsche, at least that a consumer can buy right now, is a Panamera. It's the Turbo S e-hybrid with something like 700 horsepower or 790. I don't know, a stupid amount of power. It felt stupid. Twin turbo V8 plus an electric motor. Um, and you can drive it in all electric mode for like 30 miles, which is awesome. It felt so well put together and rock solid. Not that fast in electric only mode, but that's not the point. The electric is meant to 
support the twin turbo V8 in case the twin turbo V8 is not enough for you. So the fact that it can do all those things is brilliant. I mean, that's a car I would daily because a lot of my computes are less than 30 miles. So just putter around an electric. And then when I hit a canyon or a racetrack, just uh, let all the beans loose and the horses out and all the puns. Um, but it's it, that's makes sense that that's the direction they're going. The Panamera is more spacious than the Taycan. So I, I guess I see it has a place. You have Taycan, Taycan Turismo, whichever sport or cross. So you have a bit more space with the hatchback. And then you have Panamera, which is a sedan. Then you have Panamera, which can be sport Turismo, which is a bit more hatchback. Then you have Macan, which is shorter, but more hatchy. It's like they're lifted hatchback. Um, it's called an SUV, but it really feels like a hot hatch, just a little taller. And then you have the Cayenne, which is the full-on SUV. So they're trying to branch into every freaking size for better or for worse. And uh, we'll see where it goes. And one more note I want to add is uh, in terms of Porsche and electrification, I like you pointing out they've been making hybrids for a decade. So if we're looking at the trickle down of electrification, you have your brand new products, obviously, like Taycan and then everything else that's going to get an EV version. But even, you know, you gasoline purists, 911 lovers, well... (laughs) I'm sorry, but hybrids are coming to that. And we live in a post-Acura NSX world, the new one, uh, the outgoing one, I guess. But we yeah. live in a world where people realize that even in a gasoline hypercar or supercar or sports car of any kind, you can legitimately make it faster with hybrid componentry. It's not just about emissions. Uh, sometimes it's about, like you said, providing that uh a little bit of extra grunt even to an amazing engine like a twin turbo v8 so for 911 it looks like i don't know what kind of electrification we're seeing but it's not going to be a battery ev yet don't worry purist but yeah. it's looking like there'll be some kind of mild hybrid system coming to future 911s so uh the whole porsche lineup is getting electrified to some degree uh some more than others just i think based off obviously weight and vehicle dynamics we can't which is our- cool yeah, it's cool if you ask me. Of course, the 918, the famous, infamous hypercar that was hybrid from about 10 years ago, was somewhat co-developed alongside their first hybrid, which was the Cayenne. Um, and the Cayenne hybrid was like, meh, it's fine. Like the the new one's good, but the original one was like, okay, it's I guess it's a little bit better gas mileage. The 918 is what made all the headlines. Of course, it was unobtainium; no one can get it. Super expensive. But it competed with the LaFerrari and stuff like that, the NSX, all those crazy hybrid high-performance things. That's what's trickled down. In fact, the Panamera Turbo SE Hybrid has the same tech as the 918. So if you want a budget 918 for a measly 150 grand, go with the uh, Panamera Turbo SE Hybrid and uh, have a blast, I guess. Um, yeah, so anyways, that, that's a quick... Um, News flash for the, I mean, I guess we started talking about Taycan facelift, which is, that's the big news. Um, of course, we kind of knew it was coming, but we're finally seeing some theoretically spy shots. I don't know, that that shot, I guess it could have been old Taycan, but then why would they cover it up? So you're right, that's, that's probably the new headlights, the new something kind of blended over a bit to be stealthy and can't wait to see where it goes. Let us know what you think of mid-gen refreshes, facelifts. I mean, that's a very Porsche thing, but everyone kind of does that i mean even my miata in my third generation miata had two facelifts so there's a nc one two and three i don't know why um but they're very minor and that's kind of the point it just keeps it a little bit fresh maybe sell a few more cars and uh we'll see where it goes from there i don't know any last thoughts max before we take care on this halloween uh 
No, I agree with you. Everything you said. I mean, we'll see where it goes. Uh, Porsche are the masters of iteration, and TikTok, it's coming for Tycon too. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited for their electric future. I guess it's good that in this episode that we kind of broaden that out. There's plenty more to discuss there. We'll obviously have bunch of content up once uh, Cayenne and those other products do come out in the coming years. But for now, it's exciting to look at where Tycon's heading. And uh, like you said earlier, you know, the electric future for Porsche, at least, if not the rest of Volkswagen Auto Group, is looking pretty bright. Yep. So thanks for watching and joining in on us nerding out about Porsche, one of my favorite brands to discuss in their in weakness and strength and all that um and if halloween is a thing you do happy halloween uh, yeah, that's happy at least halloween. when this episode is airing so uh october 31st dressing up i guess um yeah i'm wearing an otter onesie i, I guess so the, <laughs> the millennial cop out if you will um but thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll see you guys on another podcast very soon and see you down below in the comments to discuss Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.